0: The Word of the Lord, from Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. Now the serpent was more crafty than any other beast of the field that the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God actually say, You shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, You shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die, for God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So, when the woman saw the tree was good for food, and it was the delight to the eyes, and that the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband, who was with her. And he ate. Then the eyes of both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves in the presence of the Lord God among the trees in the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me the fruit of the tree, and I ate. And the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. The text for our Sermon Proclamation is the lesson from Genesis I just finished reading for you and serves as the basis of our theme for the first Sunday in Lent, Clothed in Christ. Dr. Jeffrey Pulse of Concordia Theological Seminary tells us concerning today's Old Testament lesson Adam and Eve have disobeyed God, not trusting his promises, and they find themselves hiding from God in their shame. When God created them in his own image, they were united together, even as a bridegroom and bride. And now, because of their disobedience, they are hiding from God. It was a wonderful couple with beautiful girls that I thought had the perfect marriage. But they were hiding from the reality that their marriage was in trouble. He was hiding from the fact that initially the growing distance between them was caused by his indifference to her emotional needs. At one point, He was suspicious he had driven her to even more destructive behavior than she was willing to admit. And she was hiding something as well. Someone once told me nothing is ever deleted from the internet, absolutely. And I believe it because her secret behavior turned out to be emails with an old boyfriend that her husband discovered almost accidentally. The digital dialogue he found left little doubt as to her intentions with her former first love. So the husband conferenced me in on a phone call with her for a couple's counsel, lest the marriage slip into irreversible dissolution. Talking to him and me, she did not yet realize he knew about her concealed communication, but once confronted with the proof, she readily admitted it was true. I asked her why she didn't tell me the truth before. And her answer surprised me, even though it probably should not have. She quickly, emphatically, and even matter-of-factly replied to my question by saying, well, because it's embarrassing. Adam and Eve hid in the midst of the wood in the garden, embarrassed. And even though they did not realize it, they were not embarrassed by their nakedness. Rather, they were embarrassed by their actions. Now, in this moment in time, they feel they need to hide their embarrassment of their actions by pitifully covering their bodies with limp and tiny fig leaves. It's a small measure of self-imposed dignity that is nothing more than an imposition to the real problem being solved. Oh, how frequently we cover our sins in a likewise fashion. We sinfully deny God's promised security and stability, even as we pray for him to give us everything we need. Sure, we pray, give us this day our daily bread, but we emotionally and personally deny that God will give us everything that belongs to the support and needs of the body for us and everyone we love. We privatize our pain and suffering from brothers and sisters in Christ and God himself by putting on the mask of happiness when we're together at church rather than letting God make us joyful through the forgiveness and strengthening of our faith. Our incognito insincerity with God makes him our emergency doctor when our family physicians fail us, rather than believing that even our illness is for the glory of God and praising him for it amid our suffering. Brothers and sisters, our sinfully stealthy worry, pain, and hypocrisy hide nothing with God. Professor Jeff continues saying, The message of today's lesson is quite clear. Man cannot cover up, pay for, or atone for his own sin and shame. Like when the prophet Isaiah talks about our works before God as filthy rags, or the New Testament parable of the wedding guest dressed in his own works, thrown immediately out of the hall for improper attire. Only God can provide the true covering for sin and blood must be shed to provide this covering. Professor Pulse tells us one final time. The early church fathers, along with Luther, read this motif backward from the New Testament and identify the garments God gave to Adam and Eve as lambskins. These fit with the text and the promised seed of the woman. Jesus covers us like no work we could ever commit could. It's embarrassing. She repeated at my silence on the other end of the phone. And it was. You see, she wore the works of her own weaving, certain she could do the right thing all on her own, justifying her actions and denying the need for being clothed in Christ. My ways are not your ways, says the Lord. But she simply couldn't believe it any other way. Her embarrassment remained, and more importantly, her desire to justify it, and the marriage was over. But another couple came to me together, caught up in the horror of her husband's admitted adultery. So many similarities, only he had effectively hidden his shame until he broke his marriage vows. They came to me together in person, wanting only to save the marriage from the secluded shame he had borne for so long. Days in my study turned to weeks in my study turning into months endlessly pointing him to the forgiveness, won for him in Christ on the cross, never letting her forget that only the power of Christ's death and resurrection would enable her to forgive her husband for his grievous misdeed. I'll never forget sitting with them in the tiny little office in that tiny little brown church. There was no place for him to hide. "'as they faced that sin right there. "'We were literally right on top of each other. "'Only a few feet separated our knees as we sat. "'I noticed every furtive glance they made at each other. "'I could see the worry lines growing deeper in their faces, "'and I even smelled the stress emanating from their pores. "'They were embarrassed, naked, and ashamed. But right behind my head was a crucifix. And on that cross, Jesus was naked too for them to look at every time they just couldn't look at me. Jesus was naked right there with them. Jesus was hiding with our sin from his Holy Father and Jesus took off his righteous garment so we could be covered and saved from our embarrassment. You know, we cover Jesus a little too much with our depictions of him today, our Victorian sensibilities as it were. But we shouldn't. Because every time we feel that embarrassment and shame, Seeing him naked on the cross reminds us he feels it too. It's embarrassing, but it's forgiving, comforting, and a blessing as well. All wrapped up in one. Is your sin naked and embarrassing? Don't be afraid. You leave today clothed in Christ. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.